You're listening to Enlivening Musings, a podcast to enhance your life so you live fully alive. Sponsored by the Pleasure Fairy app. Download it for more support. Welcome to Enlivening Musings. I'm Crystal. And I'm Katie. And today we have an awesome guest who I am so, so, so excited to interview today. Her name is Donna, and she does all kinds of cool human design things. So Donna is a 1-3 sacral manifesting generator. Her insatiable curiosity has taken her down every spiritual healing and self-growth rabbit hole for the last 15 years. About eight years ago, she began to coach, teach, and write about her self-awareness journey, which has inspired thousands. Since then, she has catapulted hundreds of people into finding themselves and transforming their lives in this highly syndicated world. Her specialization is human design, shadow work, and radical self-acceptance. Her workbooks on Amazon have sold thousands of copies in over eight countries, and she continues to shift others' perspectives inspire them to find meaning in their lives, safety in their choices, and the courage to be who they are through her programs, especially Human Design Shadow. So we are so excited to have you here and dive into all kinds of things. We have talked about Human Design and Gene Keys just a little bit on our podcast, but we're here to really inspire everybody to live their life fully lit up and completely you know, feeling as juicy as possible. And so thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So excited. Yay. Awesome. So, you know, let's just start with just a little bit about you. And then also knowing our audience, I'd say a lot of them maybe just know type strategy authority, maybe you know what throws them off feeling frustration or anger that type of thing um so knowing that people are at that place i'd love to know um just kind of how you would explain what you do but even if you want to share like a little bit of the journey of how you got there sure so i specialize in human design shadow work so while a lot of people really love to to look at the chart and say, oh my God, these are my strengths. This is my potential. This is how amazing I am. And I'm all for that. I agree with that. Um, I think a lot of us have a hard time getting there. It's like, how do I bridge the gap between where I currently am and what human design says my potential is? So what started my journey was sort of um, knowing that I needed healing, knowing that I needed to change something because my life was not working, but I didn't know how to get there. So I was born in Israel and I moved to America when I was eight and I have no memory of my childhood. I joke that like, I can't, I didn't come online until I was about 30. So at that point I realized I had no memories of my childhood. I knew that things were like weird in my life, um, but I didn't know how to fix it. So when I went to therapy, they were like, oh, well, let's talk about your past. I'm like, that's great, but I don't remember it. So like, I don't know. I, I don't know. So I was also looking at human design and I started to kind of bridge the gap for myself of like working backwards. Like if I know that I have an undefined solar plexus and these are my not self themes, 
then if I work backwards, can I start to unravel my own conditioning and still create change in my life, even if I don't know what caused this, even if I don't know how I got here. So then I started doing a lot of work with trauma because I realized that who I knew myself to be was my not self. And those behaviors were trauma responses. So it was just kind of like a, a slow unraveling of all the different pieces. And then that led me to create human design shadow, which is essentially teaching people how to do this for themselves or for their clients. Yeah. I nutshell. love that. Um, how, uh, if you were to just take a guess, how many people do you feel are in a similar boat of where they know themselves only as their not self or as a majority of only their not self? That's hard to tell because I don't know, like how many people are like fully awakened to this world, right? Like I would say a very good percentage of people are living as their not self. So I, I don't remember who it was. Some was it, I don't know. Um, you know, by the time you're 30 or 35, 90% of your actions are subconscious habits, whoever said that. Same thing, right? So 90% of people probably. Um, and just to give you an example, it's so very like subtle. Like I'm a Scorpio, so I'm mysterious, right? And nobody really knows me and I don't know myself. And I might be a little... Um, aloof or detached and I might have like a secret life and be a little manipulative right so those are all things that I identified with and kind of like went with like oh my god yes great look at me I'm so mysterious um and then I realized all of those were also not self behaviors of the undefined solar plexus which is what I have. Then I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Are we identifying with all of these trauma responses? Like mind flight, freeze. Like I'm just depressed. I'm just a depressive person. I just get really moody. I just get really sad. It's just who I am. But that doesn't have to be who I am, right? I don't need to identify with it. It can be my energy at some point in time. Um, but it's, it's fluid and it's changing because of my undefined solar plexus. So I started to understand all of these things that I was identifying with and I was making it who I am, my reality, when in fact it was who I am not. Absolutely. Yeah, that's such a great way to break that down and explain it. Um, I want to go backwards to simplicity but before I do that I really want to ask this question because you mentioned something about just today or any day feeling a certain way do you feel like our shadows or any area in our chart that's undefined will have a different form of expression based on transits that are happening because you know we have like daily I have a reflector daughter so like sometimes I pay attention to transits um like that and I definitely do with western astrology um so do you feel like there can be some of that ebb and flow based on just what's happening today yeah for sure I mean I think I do think reflectors are more affected by it than the rest of us um but you know my thought on it and like my students know that I say this like 
if mercury is in my Gatorade, like that's fine, but that's not going to affect my moves and the things that I do. Um, so I try not to let it direct my life. I do think it affects us. It's like a, okay, how do I explain it? Like you walk in the house and you have one of those like Glade plugins, right? Like in the wall, like my son is 13 years old. Like his room always smells no matter what. <laughs> so he always asks me to get him those plugin things. So it's like when I walk in the room, there is an underlining smell of this Glade plugin, right? Like it's like, it's always there. You always kind of smell it, but it's not, it's not the entire room right? Like the entire room's energy is, is so different. That's kind of how I look at transits. It's like an underlining theme, but it's not going to overpower everything else that's happening, at least for me. However, I, you know, like, I do think some of it's like psychological, like this benefits me. So I'm going to believe in it, right? Like, I don't want to make a move in my business or in my life. So the fact that Mercury's in my lemonade, whatever is going to that just means that I don't have to make a move good, an excuse, a reason, you know? So I think a lot of it, you, a lot of us use it that way as well. Yeah. I mean, for me, just observing human design and business, I feel like there's a lot of that that happens <laughs> just in that realm anyway. Um, okay. So I, I kind of want to backtrack then and like get back to a little bit more simpler, simpler concepts or ideas. Um, so for somebody who's new and they've just stumbled upon human design or they're just seeing their chart, what is, you know, is it something where it would be easy for them to even start exploring this? I, I've seen your newest offering. Is that the human design shadow? It's like under a hundred bucks. You get to start diving in yourself. Is that what you were talking about just a little bit ago? Yeah. So, okay. yes. Yeah, so I have the human design chart, the human design shadow chart on my website where you can just download your shadow chart and it'll show you just a few different aspects and some of the, um, some of the wording around the shadow portion of it. And then if you download the report, which is just under a hundred dollars, then you can dive in a little bit deeper and start deconditioning. So for someone that's just looking, just getting a hold of their chart and they're like, what are my conditionings? where should I start? I always start with definition, which I feel like people don't talk about enough. Definition in terms of our defined centers and our undefined centers. So our defined centers, if all of our defined centers are connected, that's called single definition. If our defined centers are not connected and we have two separate islands, that's a split definition. If we have three islands, it's a triple split. If we have four islands, it's a quad split, quadruple split. So based off that, I can tell someone where to start with their deconditioning. So if you're a single definition or a triple split, we want to look at your undefined centers. Those are going to take um, precedent. Is that the right word? Precedence. Those are going to be more. Yes, thank you. More important. Most important, look at your undefined centers. If you're a split definition or a quad split, we want to look at the bridges, those gates that you need to complete you, because you're going to have this feeling, I need this to complete me. I am not whole until I have this. So you're just going to keep searching for it and obsessing over it. And it's likely taking over your entire life. So that's where I always start. And then as simple as like authority, 
why aren't you following your authority? Probably because you are highly conditioned not to follow your authority. Like I'm also a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> By that, I mean like a realist. Um, <laughs> but I think that like where we are deeply con conditioned, it's, it's on purpose, right? Like we are conditioned not to listen to ourselves because if we don't listen to our intuition, then we are forced to follow authority government, mm -hmm. everybody else. So I find authority to be highly conditioned as well. And the, the PDF does walk you through a lot of those things. Awesome. Yeah. Cause that was one of the things I was thinking about just like, okay, so somebody's just starting to learn about human design, you know? So it's kind of this, let's start listening to our strategy authority, you know, and see where we're going. But I feel like what you bring to the table is just so important because of that. Exactly almost like what you just said about how you might be like, oh, yeah, this is my intuition, but it's really just your head talking and taking yes. all of this, you know. And I love yep. that breakdown of the different definitions because that was my question too. So like where does somebody start? But just that one <laughs> simple piece of information I feel like brings it to this like start here and your Instagram is phenomenal like I mean oh. you know just seeing a random post it's like <gasps> for me anyway I try to make it very practical and like easy to understand like I think about myself like when I first found human design and I was like oh great all I have to do is like follow my sacral and then like when I couldn't do it I was like what is wrong with me like there's something wrong with me like I'm even more fucked up than I thought I was because I can't follow this simple tool and it's like whoa 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 like let's start at the beginning like we're missing this whole entire piece here so it's just kind of you know like my theory is like there's nothing fucking wrong with you it's we just have to peel away the layers yeah agree a thousand percent I'm all about loving ourselves into wholeness. And I feel like that's yeah. one of the things that human design really helps people do. Yeah, I know. I was like, I just pulled up my chart a little bit because I, I, I'm i like so blown away by everything you're saying. I'm like, wait, wh uh, what is going on? Like, It's like human design can be like kind of like a little bit simple in some ways. Like again, just like learning those, just even, yeah, learning your authority or your energy type. I felt like when I first heard that, it was like such a relief in a way. Um, it's your projector. Yeah. And it's huge. Yeah. Just to realize, and I was saying this to someone the other day, and like, this is what I say to a lot of my patients. I'll be like, you know, even just knowing a little bit about your human design gives you a lot of permission because we weren't all made to like come up with the idea, implement it, and then carry it out. And like the, my friends, I, I see like kind of struggling the most and I mean that in like such a nice loving way is like the manifestors mm. because they like ha have ideas of way the way they want the world to be or their life to be but it's like how to get there I, I don't know like my interpretation of them is like they're just meant to like come up with these ideas right but like they not necessarily carry them out and so how do we like build a world that becomes more of like team right where we can really yeah. value um everyone more you know like I feel like generators are really valued because they're like work 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 and this is just my very basic understanding of human design um but like the manifestors and stuff that like might have all these great ideas like they're not valued because it's not like I considered the work as much 
you know, because they're like coming up with the ideas and you yeah. really already need to like be successful and have a team for that to be able to take off. Right. So it kind of comes back a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, manifestors do can initiate, you know, they're the only types that technically can initiate. Um, but the way that the world or like, I like to look at like a, a project, like, let's say we have a business, right? So the manifestor comes in and they're like, I have this great idea for a business. I'm going to start working on it. Now I'm going to hire a generator to help build it. And I'm going to hire a manifesting generator to make sure everything's efficient mm -hmm. and they're going to be working. Right. And then I'm going to hire the projector to guide and be the project manager and to kind of give us like an overall vision. So we know what we're moving towards. And then I'm going to hire the reflector to reflect back the health of this project of this business for us. And that's kind of how we all in a perfect world would work together. But you're right. Like it's so hard with even being a projector, you are not, you might not be fit for a nine to five job. And that's hard to say to your parents who have expectations for you, go to college, do this thing, work in a corporate job, <laughs> right? It's like, no, my energy is so different. And it's, there's so many nuances in the chart that like, it's more than obviously more than just type. Um, like I'm, I'm a manifesting generator. I should be able to work, 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 but I can't work nine to five. Like I have a lot of individual energy and it needs to be my thing. And it needs to be in my timing. Like my son is in gate one. This is all about my timing. I have gate five. Um, it's all about patience and my creative cycles, individual energy. I'm going to have my ups and my downs. I'm going to be, de you know, depressed and down. And I need to be able to schedule my own hours based on, on my energy. So it is a lot, it is very nuanced, but just having that very basic understanding of how my energy works as a projector, as a manifesting generator, as a generator is really, really helpful because it can help you release some of those expectations that you may have put on yourselves and the pressure of like, you know, as a manifesting generator of like sticking to just one thing forever and ever and ever. Like I always had, I always beat myself up over that. Like, why can't I just commit? Also on the line three, bonds made to be broken, right? But also is that a trauma response? <laughs> These are the rabbit holes we go down. Yeah, it's incredible. There's so many rabbit holes. There are so many rabbit holes. <laughs> I so know. But that's why I think, you know, it's fun to, um, you know, when you're learning something new, it's like just that tendency to want to like know it all and integrate all of it. But I mean, it's just part of the journey, right? I just believe like stuff comes to us when we're meant for it to come to us and evolves as it's supposed to. But I mean, yeah, I love to like learn and I don't know. I feel like I heard somebody say once too that like that that um, desire to like learn and understand yourself and other people can be a little bit of I mean, it's overused, but like trauma response too, because you just want to be seen for who you are so much that you love being able to see other people for who they are. Like, I don't know where yeah. I heard yeah. that. Coming from a projector, that makes a lot of sense because your aura is penetrating. You get to know yourself through other people. So I just think it's so funny that like you say that because yes, for you, that's actually natural, but for somebody else, that could be a trauma response. So for you to kind of like reflect that or like, yeah, reflect that from somebody else 
makes total sense. Like I'm learning about myself from someone else. They're saying me learning about someone else from me learning about myself from someone else is a trauma response. Is it (laughs) right? So like that makes sense for generators. Like we learn about ourselves from ourselves. Like that's the deep, deep, like self work, you know, like I learned about me through me, but as a split definition, also through my relationships. Mm, So there are many nuances. (laughs) Right. I I love that so much, especially as I, um, you know, I continually ask myself, okay, what am I a master of? Because I have a 16 conscious son. And so I'm like, what am I the master of? What am I the master of? I'm like, I'm the master of me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I am and knowing myself and then how I can utilize that to help guide other people into themselves and being able to learn themselves and shine and fall madly in love with themselves and be able to be in the world in that way. So I'm curious though, how did you get into the shadow side of all of this? Like, were you doing just kind of standard human design trainings or your own journey with human design? And then you like, like what happened? Uh, (laughs) I just fucked up now. Um, always been super interested in shadow like I've always wanted to know how the subconscious works um what's the hidden it's like what's the mystery right like I have gate 61 um what's the hidden mystery behind who we are like that has always fascinated me and how do I figure it out like let me find the key that will unlock all of these unknowables right so I've always loved like the darkness, psychology, um, the the shadow side. But then when I started doing, when I started doing shadow work, like um, peeling away the layers of my human design chart in order to understand my potential, like I saw my potential, but it didn't resonate with it. I was like, I'm just not there. So there's obviously something holding me back. How do I figure out what that is? What's my subconscious belief that's holding me back? What are these behaviors? So when I started to peel away those layers, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking gold. Like there is so much here. And it's like fascinating. Um, Like recently I've been dabbling with giving up alcohol. Um, And there's been so many layers that have just flew off just from that, because why do I do like, why do I drink? I don't always want to drink, but I drink because everybody else does. So then what does that mean about me? So I had to kind of really dig deeper into that. And and it's, you know, for me was all around belonging. Coming to America at eight years old, I didn't belong. I didn't know a word of English. And while I don't remember it, I don't remember 99% of it, I can imagine what that felt like because I can feel it in my body today. So having this wound of abandonment or not belonging or just being different, now I can look at this and say, how does this affect every area of my life? And that's the shadow work is how do these beliefs or you know, as a child, we create these stories for ourselves, the story that I created of, I don't belong, I don't fit in, I have to be the chameleon in order to fit in. How does that, how has that created my world? And then can I take those like super scary actions of figuring out who I really am under all of that, which part of that for me was giving up alcohol. 
now there's, I mean, that part's layered too, <laughs> but um, it's doing it my way. And I think that that's what real human design has really helped me do is doing it my way. Because I'm, like I said, I have a lot of individual circuitry. It is all about finding my path. And I've always been very much an extremist. Like I will either drink my face off or just be completely sober, right? Like I'm an extremist. So forging that path in between was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, but it's, it's me, right? Like it's who I am. It's because we're, there's so many people on this end and there's so many people on this end, but being somewhere in the middle, creating your own path is so hard. It's so hard, but like, that's where a lot of us are meant to go. So to answer your question, um, the shadow work came in because I knew what I needed to do, but I didn't know how to do it. Um, and I didn't know what it would look like. Um, and I wanted to figure out what was actually happening in my brain. So did it start just from your own journey and your own, oh, yeah. um, you know, application of all of this and then starting to apply it to other people's charts and being like, let me oh, look yeah. at this now and pull this. Yeah. 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 So generator, right? We learn from ourselves, individual energy. We learn from ourselves. Um, I just like, I don't even remember like when it actually like clicked in my head, but I just started playing around with it. And then I asked for volunteers, like on Instagram, I was like, can I see your chart? And then I did like all my friends and all my ex-boyfriends and my ex-husband, <laughs> you know, all like the fun people. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is fucking good. And it makes sense. And then I started doing like super cheap readings for people. Cause I was like, like I had already done human design at that right, point it's right. and shadow work just never together. Um, so then I started to do like readings for people and they were like, this is so good. Like this makes so much sense. I'm like, this really does. <laughs> so then I dove deeper. Like I took a bunch of trauma and psychology classes and uh, workshops and books and then did a whole year long human design training. So I just kind of deepened my understanding and education in both of those things. And then I just continue to put them together and they really work. Absolutely. I love it. I think yeah. it's so cool. And I think, you know, you're the first and only person I've ever seen doing it, you know? Yeah. I haven't seen anyone else do it. Um, other than like my students, the people that I teach, mm -hmm. but I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's other people. Um, but it's like, yeah, like even that is so it's, that's my, my 51, right? Like my gay 51, like I have to be first. <laughs> I have to be first what I do, my defined ego. Um, I, like I'm a one, three, individual energy, like format energy nine, like bringing something new to the collective, but it's allowing ourselves to surrender to this energy that's already within us instead of going into the mind. Like if I had went into the mind, I would have been like, no, I just need to go to more therapy. <laughs> like I just, cause this is the way everybody does it, right? I need to do it the way everybody does it. It's proven but none of those proven things have ever really worked for me. So it's like, I got to the point where I had to do, create something different for my own sanity. I created it for me. Yeah. I love that. So in your like group programs or your one-on-one -on -one situations, when you're doing the shadow work and you're bringing that trauma knowledge and everything, um, do you incorporate the body? Is it journaling prompts? Like kind of what is your style? 
Yeah. So it really depends um, on the program. So my one-on-ones, like I'll do like one-off readings once in a while. I have one of my students do them mostly. Um, but that's because they're one-off. It's like, you can only get so deep. Right. Um, my one-on-one containers that are like three to six months, we go really deep. Like we map the nervous system. We get really clear on all the nervous system responses, how they relate to the body graph. And we do a lot of somatic exercises, journaling for sure. Um, figuring out really who this person is and what works for them because it's not a one size fits all. Right. Um, and then I have the membership, which is called Shadow Stripper School. And in there you can figure out, like I have a ton of videos and masterclasses and workbooks and meditations and exercises where you can go through your own process kind of by yourself. And then we have a Q and A that we do once a month. So that's kind of figuring out your own process. Um, I do have a free, workbook that's called I think feel your feelings which kind of takes you through the nervous system regulation based on whether your solar plexus is defined or not because I do find that that has a huge impact like for someone with an undefined solar plexus for me to sit down with my feelings and figure them out is really detrimental to my health because not the all of these feelings are not necessarily my own so if I sit in this sadness that I feel, I will figure out a reason for them, right? Like I will make it up. I will find a reason. I will make a story. But the truth is it's because I watched that really sad commercial three hours ago and I forgot about it, right? right. So there are processes that are a little bit different. And the same with the root, like the root activations. Um, I do find that understanding that will help you know which processes to use. like people that have definition going from the root to the spleen for them, you know, exercise is really important and that helps regulate the nervous system. Um, and I teach all of that in my one program, human design shadow training, which is like a six month long program to learn how to do all this stuff, but it is also in some of my like lower tier offerings as well. Awesome. Like it's so hard because the, the body graph is like, you can look at the centers and say, well, this is how this center works. And this is how this center works. But the truth is that we don't live in a vacuum and it's all connected mm -hmm. and it's how everything's connected. And there's so many nuances. So like, I try to get very practical and real and like teach all the different elements and then how to put them all together. Um, but it, it takes time to understand that and really see it in yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so tied into that, then I'm curious about other resources in the sense of, you know, being able to, so for instance, I do a lot more with like the gene keys personally. So like, that's okay. like my, that's yeah. my jam. I like hold little circles when we talk about it and stuff. Um, but like knowing what each of these channels and gates and things are like are do you have all that information in there for people or do you have like a book that you like direct people to if they're doing this on their own so they can kind of understand what each of those pertains to in their life or how that's showing up or is it more focused then on the centers where it's like kind of easier to have your own collection of okay so the spleen it's like your intuition and like the not self does this and do you get what I'm saying yeah yeah so um it depends is the answer. Um, in 
excuse me, in the human design shadow training that I run, where I teach people how to be like a human design shadow coach, mentor, analyst, whatever you want to call it. Um, I do give them a breakdown of every single gate, all of the shadows, all of the trauma responses. Like we go through all of that and the centers, and then they have that like to keep, to use with their clients. Um, in shadow stripper school, I think I do give them, um, all the centers and the trauma responses. I don't think, I don't actually don't remember. I don't think we get into every single gate because it's just, it's just so much. And I don't, I worry a lot about like overwhelming people and making them think about things that are not important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try to kind of like pull it back into center. Okay. Let's focus on what's important. I know you want to know all the things because they're fun and they're interesting and they're exciting, but is this going to be beneficial to you? So let's just focus on this one thing for right now. Um, the, the shadow chart report, the report that you can download for under hundred dollars, that one will give people like their specific, um, centers with all the journaling prompts and things like that. I have been working on a book, but it's, it's slow going. I kind of feel like it's not like, you know, like kind of what we talked about, like forging my own path. Like that one has felt so hard because I feel like it's not, it's not exactly how I want this information to be given to people, but I haven't quite figured out how to do it a different way. I think it might be something with the shadow chart report. Um, that that is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on. And that might be like the book, like imagine you download a customized book just to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, I like that idea way better than like, just like a general book with like all the information. And then you have to like, like nobody cares. You just want to know about yourself, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't care about all this shit. <laughs> Um, well I do like I apply it like you were talking about just like looking at like your exes or things like that I love like looking at my kids and then um just kind of being able to know that or like people co-workers or you know people who are in your close sphere like I love I love with the concept of like our shadows are for ourselves you know we don't need to be looking at other people's shadows per se because then you're going to be looking at them from, you know, it's like you're looking at what they have to work through instead of looking at their greatness, you know? Um, but sometimes it helps, <laughs> you know, it helps yeah. to know like, oh, I, I do this a lot just in my own relationship with my partner. It's like, oh, I see, I see. Here's your, here's your this showing up right now. Okay. Yep. Which makes yep. it easier for me to then almost shift into acceptance you know because it's like okay we're working with one of your triggers we're working with one of your shadows right now and or this is how yours is impacting mine (laughs) and now we're in this like tension and so how do we breathe into our hearts and resolve this and yada yada yeah so in that regard that's kind of why I was like thinking about it yeah I mean I guess the hope is that people look at their own chart and then they kind of and like engineer it backwards to look at other people's charts. Um, but yeah, that information is really helpful. I'll have to think on that, like how I can make that more accessible. Like again, without like completely overwhelming people with like all of this information, how do I put it together? Because that's the question that I get a lot. Like I have all this information, but like, how do I put it together in like a cohesive um, you know, like paragraph or like one liner where I know about myself. Um, and that's something hard to teach from like a book, Absolutely. you know, like that's we yeah. do in the human design shadow training, because a lot of people don't know how to synthesize a chart. 
Like, how do I look at a chart and just get the overall energy of the person or their overall shadow? And that's something we do in the program using celebrities because that's the most fun. <laughs> I know. I love those Instagram reels when you do those. It's like, what? Oh, my gosh. And what I learn about it about myself because I'll see, yeah. you know, oh, that person had that open center and this is some of those things. Or like when you've done like lyrics of songs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like, oh, that makes so much sense. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I think so. it's neat. I think I almost feel like the more – like I learned about shadow work, like it needs to be rebranded because I feel like it has such a, at least for me, like a negative connotation and it's like really not, but I think it makes people not want to do it because like no one wants to like go into yeah. like the dark negative space, but it, it's not, it's like, I think calling it your subconscious is better in a way. because it, you know, to me, shadow's like, uh oh, this is like the bad part of me and like oh no, it's going to get really heavy and depressed and all that stuff. But like the more you do it, or like, I don't know, it's just not like that. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Well, yes. what's funny about it is the other day, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was in the bathroom and I was not seeing my shadow at the moment, but I was yeah. like thinking about shadow work for some reason. I was just like, oh my goodness. When I was a child, I loved literally playing with my shadow, right? Like Mm -hmm. my physical sun shining this way shadow on the ground shadow and just how you know for me in my mind that all clicks and makes sense and it's instantly yeah. embodied I'm like oh yeah. yeah you know where it's like playing with this shadow it's like this other reflection of yourself you know with the light <laughs> shining mm -hmm. on you um but I think it's I think that's one of those things, too, where I feel like it's just gradually changing in the mm -hmm. collective consciousness of like the shadow. It can seem so big, bad and scary yeah. because it's in the darkness. And we've especially right. if we go back to just like Pollyanna, rose colored glasses, cover it with positivity. You know, it's yeah. been almost villainized. But I like what you're saying, too, about just like. Those different words that can give people an in to it. Like, well, we're getting into your subconscious and your unconscious. And yeah. I like, you know, you're always talking about just like the trauma responses and what, how is this showing up? And I mean, that's huge right now. Like the entire collective is like, I've got trauma. <laughs> yeah. so, right. And what is, yeah. How do we yeah. work with this? What is also mean? becoming a little, um, uh, like I, like everybody's talking about trauma responses and it's kind of losing its, like we're losing the the science behind it. Like people are, I'm seeing a lot of people just like making shit up, honestly, mm -hmm. um, which fine, whatever. But it kind of reminds me of like the, the manifestation affirmation thing where like that was all huge and everybody's like oh just affirm just affirm and it's like now it's just just regulate your nervous system it's like what well, it doesn't work quite like that but okay yeah. I agree um, I feel yeah. the same way about the word embodied like mm -hmm. I've been using this word and it's like so strong and powerful to me but now everybody's embodied embody right. this and embody that and I'm like or somatics right. that's uh, a good word yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's this SE yeah. <laughs> somatic experience. I know it's funny. Yeah, I think that like what I like the most about human design too is like it's made me realize that not everyone's like me. So like I'm like, why don't you just like do it this way? Like it's so easy. Why are you, you know, and I like see people like maybe struggling with something and then I'm like, 
I'm like, it just made me realize like, oh my gosh, no, like that, that's my way. That's super easy. That's not their way. And so, um, I don't know, it just makes it more interesting when you work with people and, um, you know, maybe try to give like quote unquote advice or I don't know. It just makes me tread a little bit more lightly or maybe it's like be more compassionate to their path and more accepting and encouraging to others once I've realized what mine is. You know, that's what I like about learning more about myself. Yeah, I think, you know, what you said earlier too, like sometimes we want to know someone else because we ourselves want to be seen. Mm -hmm. So what I've seen in the human design community or at least in the communities that like we've created in our human design shadow world is that when I know your human design chart, I know you better. And I can kind of talk to you in that way where it's, it's a different way of relating. It's like, we talk about it as being like a completely different language. Like we have our own language, like my assistant, I know that she has an undefined root. Mine is defined. When I ask her to do something, I give her like, you know, this can be done in the next two weeks. Like, don't worry about it because I know that she's naturally going to amplify my pressure and feel stressed out and want to get this out fast just so she can relieve the pressure. So me knowing that I'm like, relax, you know, not a big deal. We have this much time. Um, Knowing that she's a manifesting generator actually, she does this for me a lot. Like I will tell her, you know, I'm making a decision. She's like, great. She will just start rapid fire. Yes or no questions because she knows that's what I need to get clear. So it's just even having these people in your life that can see you in this way is so powerful. It's, it's incredible really, because it helps you be your true self. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it's fun, too, because I've just gotten to know a fellow projector really well. And like, it's just really fun to have conversations together. And because we can talk about stuff that feels kind of like, um, like unsafe with other people, because we can talk about what it feels like and what feels yucky and what feels good and what makes us feel good and lights us up. You know, it's so it's really it feels safe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is safe. It is. It's like, um, I belong to this like whole new world here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's exciting. I mean, I just see it being such the future of humanity. I know that sounds a little like cheesy and cliche, but I just think the more we can do this and start raising our kids this way, like that's so important and not like even when I look at my, you know, because at all of our labs, right? Human design, astrology, all this stuff, you can see the parallels, Mm -hmm. which makes it so mind-blowing like how and like the gene keys I'm like how how is this like what is really going on like who are we crystals heard me go off on it um but it's just yeah we can see our kids and I don't want to say like prevent because like everyone has their own karma and, and all that stuff but just support and just not um traumatize them <laughs> as they're as they're just yeah. being their true self. Yeah. Just support yeah. it as much as we can. And yeah, I just, it's yeah, so I think cool. it's like not just allow them to be who they are. Right. Yeah. And not project our own conditionings onto them. Like I always say, like, I'm going to traumatize my kids. I just, I want to make sure that I traumatize them enough to be funny and not just have like, just be fucked up for life. Right. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to go to a therapist and I will write that therapist a lengthy dissertation about like everything that I fucked up on. Um, we can't, none of us 
are going to die unscathed, right? Like we're all going to be traumatized in one way or another. Um, so I think releasing some of that pressure of like, I don't want to traumatize my kids mm -hmm. because the more that I know about this stuff, the more that like, I start to get like anxious about my parenting. <laughs> like, okay, just relax. They're going to be traumatized. <laughs> if it's not by me, it's going to be somebody else. Um, but how can I support them through that? How can I allow them to be who they really are? Like my daughter is a projector. My son is a generator who's almost completely defined. He has one undefined center. For her, I put her to bed at nine o'clock and she is out. For him, he's up. He's also a teenager, but he's up until like three o'clock in the morning in the summer because that's his motor. And I try as much as I want to, I try not to police that because he will just lay in bed and not be able to fall asleep and then just get restless. Um, so it's just really paying attention to how our children are naturally instead of projecting society's ways of parenting, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. um, letting your child cry to sleep. Like that was never, I could never do that. Like, mm -hmm. And I remember getting so much shit from my mother-in-law um, and like to other people about not letting, about just letting them cry it out. I'm like, I physically cannot, mm -mm. I cannot do it. And I, and you know, all the things we know now about it, like it's not safe. It's not, it, that's how you traumatize children. Mm -hmm. Not obviously not on purpose, but. Right, right. No, I think all of that's super valuable because they're just, they came here with their own wounds and con, you know, stuff and then society's conditioning and, and generational ancestral <laughs> things yeah, like, you know. That. <laughs> Like, so there's so so many angles you can't like you said come out unscathed like it's yeah just not a thing um but it's more like my focus is like loving yourself into wholeness and that and like doing this type of thing um what kind of other uh like what other ways has this like impacted people's lives it made me think a little bit as I was driving over here today about you know have, have people improved their health, like their physical health? You know, I think about the mind, body, emotional, spiritual connection and how, you know, when we do that or even just that concept of fine tuning our nervous system, how much that relieves fatigue and, you know, different things like that. But have you witnessed like what's kind of some of the you may not think that this work could help with this, but look at this, you know, stuff. Yeah, I have a good, I have a good story for that. Awesome. So we were talking about genetic trauma and sometimes we don't know, we hardly ever know what our genetic trauma is, right? So one of the things that I do in the human design shadow training, the thing about that program is that it's very, um, however you learn, I promise you, you, we, we will play with that. Like we play with so many different ways to learn information and embody it, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the ways that we do it is through what I call the shadow doc. And it's essentially, we started in the first week and there's like prompts and questions for you to answer. And then I go in and I comment on it. So it's like a Google doc. And I comment on their, um, their traumas, their experiencing. I ask deeper questions and we just go back and forth for months. Um, so one woman that was in the program, we were doing her shadow doc and it was a genetic trauma and she's, it was generations and generations, but what she could remember was that her grandmother, um, had polio and her grandmother was very, she said she was very weak. So the way that 
the way that their family dynamic was, was growing up if their parents had people over, that meant that the kids didn't get to eat because they didn't have enough money for food for everyone. So, so the children would literally fight over the leftovers. And because her grandmother was um, had polio and she was weaker, she never got to eat whenever that happened. So this woman was like obsessed with weight. And she was obsessed with her weight and other people. And she had a lot of judgment around other people that were obese or overweight. When we realized where this was coming from and we did a lot of journaling and backtracking and just recognition and awareness and forgiveness, she cured her back problems. <laughs> I'm like, how is this related? We don't know. But she's like, I know for a fact that it came from this. Absolutely. So- there's definitely been a lot of different elements of people saying like, oh my God, I didn't even notice, but like, I don't do this anymore. Or, you know, my legs don't hurt here anymore. Like, this is so weird. Um, mostly it's like people that are like, the way that I see other people and relate to other people will never be the same. Like, this is... I've completely changed the way that I see people and the way I think about things. Like nothing is personal Mm -hmm. ever. Everybody's always just projecting. Like if we can just know that, that already changes everything. But what we do in six months is that we really embody, we integrate all of these things in different exercises and um, just all these different ways so that it really becomes who you are. And then it does, it changes your brain. It changes how you think, how you see people, how you see yourself. You start to recognize little things that you do and you're like, oh my God, this is not me. I do this because I'm holding on to my mother's whatever. Mm -hmm. We have someone who had cancer and she's now unraveling all of the the blame and the shame and what it's connected to and how it happened. And it's just like a deeper level of awareness for yourself, but also it becomes for everybody else. Yeah. Mm, so good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's it's actually fun when you start diving into it's that so subconscious. Like I just, yeah, I yeah. and maybe like I said, it's just how I always like I have a book that one of my really good friends gave me. Um <laughs> That's called gold mining the shadows, and it's like just I've had, she gave it to me like a couple of years ago, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know? But you yeah. know, when you really start doing it, maybe with support or the right way, it's it's actually to me, it's so fun, and like it almost makes me like giggle and laugh because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, you like you might cry a little bit at first <laughs> as you're like, oh my god, my poor self, like, a, but then yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy, and yeah, it's just like a subconscious pattern that just doesn't need to like it can be fixed. Yeah, you and know? usually it's just that awareness. Like people yeah. are like, well, what do I do with this? I'm like, usually it's just the awareness. Yeah, like, once you know it. Yeah, once you know it, it's like oh shit, I don't know. I don't agree with this. I'm not accepting this. Um, But when you were talking about like, what should we call shadow work? Because it's, (laughs) you know, scary. Um, Like the word reparenting came to mind. I know that's kind of like a buzzword and Mm -hmm. I hate buzzwords and annoying things like that. But I do feel like it is like reparenting your inner child, you know, like all these subconscious beliefs were created because your inner child didn't feel safe. You didn't feel safe 
as a child. So how can we reparent that child and release all of these things and recreate better stories for ourselves and have that compassionate curiosity for that child? Right. And I think when you look at it, like when I look at my subconscious beliefs from the perspective of my adult self, I'm like, Donna, this is so dumb. I don't know why you think that. Like, that's ridiculous. Move the fuck on. But when I look at it from the perspective of my inner child who was six or seven, I'm like, oh man, like this poor little girl, mm-hmm. you know, like it just, it opens your heart and it creates space um, and compassion and understanding. And that's what changes your energy. That's what changes your life. Yeah. And I think too, like even, you know, like I think of my own like childhood and like my parents are great and they're awesome. They love me. There was no like abuse, like nothing crazy. But, and so I think that also can kind of just be something, um, I don't know. It's it's just an interesting thing to approach. Like you might still have some inner child work, even if you had like like great parents because they might've had, you know, I don't know. It's like, I just think it's important for people to know and like any parents listening, like it doesn't mean you are a bad parent or like abusive or any of those things. Cause I think it can go to such extreme of you feeling like, was that what happened right. when no, you know, it, it's just unmet needs, which it's impossible to meet all your kids needs. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they... So it's just an interesting like way to like even let our brains be okay with that. Like it doesn't mean anything bad on your parents, but you still might have some things to work through that you need to let yourself feel that were hurtful, even though it wasn't meant to be. You know what I mean? Like it's just such a yeah. fine balance of of all of this. Right. Because kids stuff. internalize things and make up their own stories, yeah. like regardless of what the thing is. Yes. You, know? you could have been in the best mood and just been like, oh, we're just going to put that away. All super sweet and nice. And they it destroyed them inside. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So, like, you can't prevent that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's like, yeah. Or even like a divorce, yeah. right? Like, your parents got divorced, had nothing to do with you, but of course, the kids make it about them. You know, we have mirror neurons in our brain that act as a mirror. Like, if my mom is over there and she's crying, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Right. And then we have, we can take in the undefined centers that amplify the energy. If my mom is emotional and I'm amplifying her energy, now I'm over emotional. What's wrong with me? Right. It's like so many different ways that we can internalize um, and create stories and change our path. But I don't even want to say change our path because I feel like it's all perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it was all exactly as it was meant to be so that we could do the work we're meant to do in this world. So it's like, what came first, our trauma or our body graph, our trauma or our natal chart? You know, I kind of mm-hmm. feel like it's all, it's all perfect mm-hmm. and okay. it's in imperfectness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 1000%, which yeah. I think that's a perfect spot to close on as well (laughs) unless there's any last things you want to say um I definitely want you to share how people can get a hold of you vocally here and I'll put stuff in the show notes too so people can just click and get to you quickly um but do you have any last thoughts takeaways that you'd love for people to have and then how can people find you um I guess last thoughts is just patience Um, We all want quick fixes and it can happen, right? Time is not real. Um, So it does happen. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But as soon as you release the need for things to happen quickly and in a certain way, um, it tends to happen perfectly. Um, so definitely dive into getting to know yourself and your traumas and the people that you love, but take your time. And you can find me on Instagram at this.is.dana, D-A-N-N-A. Um, my website, humandesignshadow.com. And then we have the free chart you can download. And then the $97 report after you download the chart is on there as well. And that's a great introduction into the work. Shadow Stripper School is a great introduction. If you're already pretty, pretty good with human design and you want to take it further than the human design shadow training, we have another round starting in September. Nice. I love it. Definitely follow her on Instagram. And um, I love the free, the free chart too. I think it had a lot in it for, for the, for the free piece and being able to upgrade for under her. Yes. It's pretty sweet. So cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. So nice meeting you. I love it. All right. Well, everybody enjoy your day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like more support, hop on the Pleasure Fairy app or find Katie at wellnesswithkatie.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Enlivening Musings if you want to share some takeaways or other requests for future shows. Enjoy. <laughs>